Hello and welcome to the Team Pod Podcast channel. My name is Timilei Alabi. So on this channel, as you know, we are going to talk about like what we learned from the FPO game week and just you know just go over how the week went in general. So yes, it looked like it didn't wasn't going to end, right? Like the international breaks just kept going on and on and um, I think for like two weeks there, we were starved of the normal FPL activity. Some might call it heartbreak, but it's finally back. So yes, game week, game week eight was absolutely um, exciting. I, I think we have about forty-three points average. So I think for most people, they would say they had a very good week. All right, so. Yes, um, I'm gonna go straight away into the results because I'm going to talk about you know the standard players from all the fixtures that we have played. So we're going to start with um, Watford and Liverpool, which a lot of us were actually thinking, oh, um, it's the early kickoff. Just expect the uh, expect the unexpected, right? But it wasn't going to be so, was it? Because it was a five-star performance from Liverpool. They ran out five new winners in that game. So uh, I'm just going to go about the results quickly, then start to talk about the standout players um, in the podcast. So going on to the next fixture between Aston Villa and Wolves. Wolves won 3-2. And Leicester City defeated Manchester United 4 goals to 2. And Manchester City won against Burnley 2 0. Norwich and Brighton played out a 0 0 draw. Southampton won 1 0 against Leeds. Um, Chelsea also won 1-0 against Brentford, then West Ham as well on Sunday, 1-0 against Everton, and Spurs ran out 3-2 winners over Newcastle. So keep in mind though that there's actually another game tomorrow, um, this podcast was recorded on Sunday, so there's another game um, between Arsenal and Crystal Palace, 8pm um, UK time tomorrow. So yes, um, I'm just going to go about the, like, the standard players, and who is the better player to start if not Mohamed Salah. Like, I have been banging this guy's drum. Like, since game week one, I have been, like, drumming it into, like, anyone who has been listening to the podcast that Mohamed Salah is, like, the FPL cheat code. It's, like, the FPL algorithm that if you don't have him, you're uh, missing out on, you know, needlessly on points that you actually should have in your team because it's been so, so consistent. I mean... This guy is, is, is just playing phenomenal football right now. He has five double-digit hauls in just eight game weeks. And that takes him, that takes him um, to 83 points in general. And seriously, guys, if you've been captaining Mohamed Salah from day one, that is 164 um, 66 points just captaining a single player game week by game week. So... Again, I mean, like, I've talked about him, like, in previous podcasts, like, how good this guy is, how good he's playing, makes it look so easy, and he's been getting the goals, so, um, really, you should have Mohamed Salah by now in your team, if you don't, um, I don't know what you're doing, so, I think it's just, it's just something that is, uh, if you don't have him by now, it's probably very hard to convince you to own him, because I don't know what he has to do to get into your team, but Mohamed Salah is proving to be a really valuable player. SPL asset, even at that price, you, you can't even think of it anymore because it's averaging about 11 points per game and just 12.7 million price. How many players can get you, you know, very close to that um, amount of points almost every week with um, their price tag? So, 
and we don't have solar right now um i just don't know what to do with you but maybe you can go for a differential in sadio mane who is actually proving to be uh, much more dangerous this term and he's actually a very good differential because he's owned by less than five percent of managers and he has actually only blanked twice this season so he's probably not been getting the double figures but like double figure hauls but he's still getting those kind of returns so he has only blanked twice in all the eight game weeks this season so i think mohammed um sadio mane is one to look at as well probably if you don't want to own salah or the, you know given the way that other premium um, players are blanking which i'm going to talk about later and also i want to mention the liverpool defense um i think we all expected them you know um you know to, to sort of keep the clean sheets and they, they've been doing that okay but listening to the previous podcast i was talking about how liverpool defenders are ones you can trust so and i think even alexander arnold and robertson and um you know van dyke and Matipa, they seem to be like the nailed on um starters in that back line so i think they are the ones you will really want to have in your team so moving on to the next game now between aston villa and wolves this one was really a shocker because you know aston villa was kind of like leading to nil then i don't know wolves just you know really picked themselves up and they were able to get Oscar points in that game so um there weren't really much uh you know players that i think were standouts i think a lot of the goals came from very unlikely sources we had quality and size so like two defenders getting the goals and Neves, you know, and just very unlikely sources. So one one person I want to talk about was, um, you know, Watkins, who um, actually that's his second um, attacking return in two games now. So I think he started the season really poorly, but um, I think it's one to look out for in coming game weeks because he seems to, you know, be getting the goals and assists gradually. All right, so moving on to the next game, um, which was actually, you know, a very thrilling game. Um, between Leicester and Manchester United, which was a Cisco thriller and a Cisco shocker actually, because Leicester won that game four goals to two against Manchester United. And you know, the talking points from this game for FA managers is I think you probably know by now that if you have a Manchester United defender, you're just playing yourself because the clean sheets just haven't come um, this season. And I think there are better sources even for that amount of money no matter the amount of money you're spending on Manchester United defenders who are actually expensive anyway uh, I think sure is in like five point five point something million and you know I, I, I think you, you can't even find a four point uh, something million Manchester United defender so that money is better spent elsewhere so I think that's one talking point from this game and someone else I want to talk about is Jamie Vardy like um I've actually talked about it like in you know in previous podcasts like it's very hard to make that decision to get Vardy into your team but I think with the way he's playing right now and you know the way the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo and you know even Fernandez and you know Lukaku aren't bringing like the points that we're expecting them to I think it's much more easier to make the switch to Jamie Vardy like if you're switching from Lukaku or maybe Cristiano Ronaldo you can just take in Jamie Vardy and I think Jamie Verdi can actually bring in even more points going on um, into the um, coming game weeks because those fixtures look really good. And we know Jamie Verdi can score against any team. They are really fixture-proof. So, yeah, Jamie Verdi is one I really wanted to talk about. And missing Greenwood as well. I mean, there was this kind of like a dry patch, you know, for Greenwood. Uh, I think for like three games, um, he didn't get any attacking return, but he did get a goal. And one thing I just want to say about Greenwood is, you know, with the way Fernandez. And especially Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, getting that point. So if you still want to have some cover 
from Manchester United, I think Greenwood is a very good option and it's actually very, very cheap because um, for Cristiano Ronaldo, is had how many blanks in a row now? Like, and it, you know, it's actually that that expensive. So um, I, I really don't think um, it's a good idea to continue to hold on to Ronaldo. It's really very expensive, 2.5 million. And you know, it's actually blanked like three games in a row now. That's like three blanks in a row. So if you still want to have someone for Manchester United, maybe considering owning someone like Greenwood and just spending that Ronaldo money elsewhere, probably maybe on even on Vardy or maybe um, Kane, or I'm going to talk about later. So moving on to the next game now between Manchester United and Manchester City and Burnley. So yeah, I mean we, we were really expecting a high-scoring fixture, like given the history of this game between Manchester City and Burnley. But um, I think probably the absence of strikers, um, Gabriel Jesus and Ferran Torres, who missed out due to um, injury and, you know, and um, the international break. So, um, um, the, the game, Manchester City eventually won the game. And, I mean, um, if you probably didn't bring in Mares, I think De Bruyne was probably better asset to bring in. Um, maybe much more expensive, but I think De Bruyne is one of the people you can expect to start the game and, you know, um, actually get attacking returns, which he did um, in this game between Manchester City and Burnley. So he actually scored the goal and actually finished that game with like a double digit haul, which is actually his first of the season. So I think um, Kevin De Bruyne is someone you really want to have in your team. It's just it's just a case of Manchester City where a lot of managers really are trying hard to not own them. We're trying to look for better sources of points, like more reliable sources of points that we can just you know avoid the perpetration headache which i really get but i think if you really want to take that risk and you're trying to like look for differentials i think Devin De Bruyne is one you want to look at because i actually said it in the last pre- uh, previous podcast that i think there are some really good points to be earned it's just the rotation um headache and i think i uh, weren't too disappointed um for those of us that had like Cancelo, other Manchester City defenders and even like Ruben Diaz we, we, which we all thought like was nailed on to start in this match same he actually missed out on that game so i think it just adds another new level of headache to the pep um roulette so it's just matter of risk to everyone with Manchester City players so uh but i think the brain is still one you can actually still you know put your bets on because i think he will start the the tough games and the you know less tougher ones as well all right so moving on on to the next game between Norwich City and Brighton, this was actually a nil-nil draw, and so it's kind of um, a bit disappointing because I was expecting Brighton to at least get a goal, but I think we've seen that with them um, over like the course of like the last two seasons that they play so um, some some really good football, um, keeping it really tight at the back. The only problem is they can't actually go out and score. So um, I think that was one of the things that actually plagues them in this game. And for those who owned Marpey. Was actually um, banking on him to get some points to get Norwich. It didn't happen, so yeah. So that is uh, a worrying sign if you're on Brighton attackers because I think even the fixtures turn really very difficult. Um, they have Manchester City and Liverpool up next, so um, it's it's a really tough um, two game weeks uh, that are coming up for Brighton. But I think for their defense. Um, um, I think you can bank on them for the um, sort of lower games. I'm, I, it's, I think it's hard to predict for the way they're going to perform, you know, when playing Liverpool and Manchester City, who are kind of like in really good form right now. So 
I'm sure man, um, Brighton defenders probably you want to bench them for the next two games. I think the fixtures do get much more easier afterwards. So yeah, that's that. So for the attackers, I really don't know what to do with him. I think he can probably think of selling and getting much more uh, cheaper assets. So I also want to talk about Norwich attackers. So a lot of us, um, including myself, I own Puki. <laughs> so um, I think now is the time to sell because I think Norwich are going to go back down. I'll be happy to be proven wrong, but the way they're playing right now, it, it doesn't look like someone who wants to actually challenge in the Premier League. Um, they've only scored two goals all season. And trust me, this is not the kind of team you want to have attackers from. You want to have attackers from teams that can score two or three goals every game. So um, if you own Norwich attackers, you own Puki account well, I think this is the time to start thinking of alternatives because there are alternatives um, out there at that price point as well. So moving on right now to the game between Southampton and Leeds. So um, a key player that missed out on that game was um, Rafinha, who I think is um, owned by um, a few managers. And we're actually just praying for him to play. But he didn't play. And, you know, it's a very lackluster performance from Leeds. And it's just what we've seen from Leeds this season. They've not really, you know, um, lived up to the hype that we were expecting them to do this season. So they actually lost that game. And then for Southampton as well, they probably should have scored more. But they just couldn't. And I think Livermento is proving to be a really good asset. I mean, he's very, very cheap and seems to be bringing the, the, the points, um, you know, gradually. He can get assists and, you know, he, um, the clean sheets are, are, are seem to be coming in as well. And even the fixtures for Southampton are are really nice. So I'm, I'm still looking for some, you know, if you're looking for some, some really nice points for a very cheap defender, um, it's just 4.3 uh, million. So I think you can still squeeze him into your team um, at that price point. And they have very good fixtures coming up. So yeah, Livramento is one I would really recommend if you're trying to probably switch a Brighton defender for like the short term. Yeah, so if you want to switch out the likes of like Dunk or Duffy, all right, or maybe even Manchester United defenders who can keep a clean sheet, you know, or maybe even Aston Villa, you want to ship out the likes of like Mings, you know. Yeah, so I think... Um, I think um, Livermento is one that can really fill in that gap and even save you some cash. All right, so moving on right now to the last game for Saturday. So, so it was between Brentford and Chelsea. And, you know, it's it's very worrying because we we were expecting... Um, I was actually expecting this game to be tough. Um, probably some goals, but I was also, like, looking at the side of the Chelsea defense that they can't really keep defenses. But I think on an, on another day... Um, Brentford could have probably have gotten one or two goals, but um, Mendy was actually very good in that game. So yeah, I mean, if if you own um, uh, Benjamin Mendy, I think it's been like a disappointing three weeks, and probably even during the international break, you were thinking of selling. Probably if you owned your wild card, you were thinking, oh, this guy is expensive, six point zero, and probably didn't get a clean sheet for the like last two games, and um, I think he was even like rotation prone as well, but. I think this game he actually made a very strong statement, and I think it's very hard for um, for Tuchel to drop Mendy given the performance he pulled off, you know, in that game. So yes, Chelsea defense is actually very good. I think the only problem is like that rotation um, in that defense. Um, like I think Pulisic and Alonso and Rhys James would be really disappointed um, that that you know the player they own couldn't play. So I think. You can probably go for Christensen or, um, you know, just 
maybe even Chewell because I think Chewell is in uh, Tuchel's good books. Um, I think when he's fit, he's likely to play. And even when he plays, he kind of has a knack for getting, you know, attacking returns. So um, it's just a matter of risk and reward. But if you don't want to do that, just go for the keeper. Um, I think Mendy is a very good def- uh, defensive asset to own, um, given the, um, the way the Chelsea defense is structured. And it's, I think it's really safe as well. Um, you can probably go for Aspilicueta at the same price points, but yeah, um, who seems to like actually have played in every Chelsea game this season? But um, I think Mendy is just um, one who can actually save you that sort of like rotation headache. All right, so moving on to um, the Sunday fixtures, just two games um, on Sunday. Um, the first game between Everton and West Ham, which was actually very disappointing because I was expecting more goals. <laughs> I was expecting, you know, Everton to score and West Ham to score because um, I said it in the, I think, um, like two or three weeks ago that West Ham aren't actually the team that you want to see keep clean shoots. They're, they're not, they're sort of team that look so tight at the back. You know, so I was expecting Everton to score, and I think Everton to have the tendency to concede goals as well. So I was actually thinking of a very high-scoring game, but of course that FPL is sometimes games can be really, very, really, very hard to predict. And Antonio actually blanked and got a yellow card in that game. So it's kind of worrying for Antonio because he started the season out on a really, really hard, you know, very, very hard bang, but. It's actually just one goal since game week four for um, Mikel Antonio. So that's actually very worrying because we were actually banking on him to continue that form. But it just hasn't. And even Ben Rama as well. They just can't seem to be getting, you know, the goals and the assists that they were just getting for fun um, at the start of the season. So those are probably worrying signs for, you know, those who want these players. But... I think for uh, Western Hassets, um, it's just it's just a case of patience. I think they will they will get themselves back. But if you not if you just lack the patience and you know you just want to go for other assets, um, I think you can probably do that. But I think Western are teams that you know given their fixture run, which looks a bit difficult, I think they can still turn up and you know just start getting those goals again. All right. And now moving on onto the last game for Sunday, which is um, one that actually contains a lot of talking points. FPL-wise, um, I think a lot of very familiar faces, you know, did happen to get some some returns. So first of all is um, Callum Wilson, who always seems to do something when he's on the pitch. The only problem with Callum Wilson is will he actually stay fit? So. It's, it's sort of a very difficult thing with Callum Wilson where it's a, play, it's a player you really want to have on your free hits because you know he can't just get the run of games. He's probably going to play just two or three games and it's going to like go on like a four-game four, four game drought or due to injury, you know, mind you. So it's kind of very hard to own this kind of players in your team. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Then um, to the big boys now, Kane and Son. So yes... So Hurricane actually got his first goal and the first assist of the season. So yes, so and so is that like a a kind of like a uh, you know just like a, a, you know an alarm bell that hey Hurricane is finally back. So um, I think it might not be too hard to make that switch if you really want to jump on the Kane bandwagon because I think the fixtures that are coming up look really really good. You have West Ham. 
Manchester United, you can keep clean sheets. You have everything, Leeds, Burnley, Brighton, Norwich. I mean, it's it, it, it's looking really good for Harry Kane. So if you own him or you don't, and probably if you own Ronaldo or probably you own um, Lukaku or Fernandez, and you're looking to make that switch, I think Kane is a really, really good asset to to own in the coming game week because it's proven to be from ourselves, you know, dropping the goals and the assists. So I think that's one to look out for. And also um, Son as well, who actually sort of going under the radar too as well, you know, given the way um, people actually went for the likes of Lukaku and Ronaldo and just kind of left the, you know, the sort of 10 million price players, you know, hanging. So I think there's also a case to be made for you to own Son as well because it, that, that's actually his fourth, um, fourth goal of the season and could easily easily have been is like his first attacking return as well because he got nine points uh first double digit haul of the season as well because he got nine points just one shot of another w2 also i think um son is a very good asset to own and i think they just play better together when kane and son are in form it's very easy for them to get the goal so yes so um that's what i really want to say so i i hope you've learned something that will help you like in the coming game weeks so yes there's still a fixture tomorrow arsenal and crystal palace so if i can i would make um an extra podcast for that game and um, but i think majority of the games of the week have been played already and from most players all the players in their team have played except you have like some really bad different shows in like abameyang or tyranny all right so yeah that's that for this week so it was a really nice game week i mean a lot of managers actually went for mohamed salah and if you didn't um, probably because of the early kickoff, I might forgive you for that. But if you have any other reason for not captaining Mohamed Salah, apart from the early kickoff for this game week, um, I think you probably have learned your lesson because the player you captain most likely blanked as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, uh, I, I mean, going into the coming game weeks, I think we just have to keep trusting Mohamed Salah. We have to keep trusting the defenses of the big boys in like Liverpool, Manchester City, and you know, Brighton, like I used to say, Brighton. And I think Wolves, maybe not so much. Maybe we can maybe they can begin to tighten up because they still have some um some fairly easy fixtures to play coming up. So um I think it just goes to show um how you know this season is like really challenging but i think if you know your way around if you just keep things simple try not to take too many hits try not to lose your head in the transfers just try and look at the underlying starts you can go back to listen to my previous podcast and see that if you actually had you know just kept like a very structured approach to this season um you might actually have seen the bigger picture and what is going on so um if you're not getting the points probably you're taking too many hits or your captains are blanking just try to keep the um you know just try to keep eyes out for you know the players that have been turning up all right and just try to just keep banking on them all right try to reduce your emotions i think a lot of players are playing with emotions like you're holding on to ronaldo you're holding on to fernandez you don't want to sell them you're holding on to lukaku you don't want to sell them despite the blanks knowing fully well that other players are bringing the points so i think you just need to like take a step back try not to play with your emotions just keep you know a very cool and sound mind and i think in the coming game weeks the points will also start to come for you as well so thank you for listening to my podcast um 
of course i'm going to be here to give you guys you know some really hot picks and some really valuable information that can help you in your fpl season your fpl career this season so thank you for listening to my podcast again and more goals and assist your fpl assets guys and i will see you very very soon